Welcome to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. No matter if we are recapping the action from the week before, we're setting up what we are most excited to see in the coming days. I guarantee you will have a great time, so sit back and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. And we've got a fun one tonight, Cody. We've got We're going to go over some props for the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about... You know, of course, at the end, we'll give our selection of, or our prediction of how this thing is going to end. We're going to talk about a, a few messy topics here to start out with, though. And that's what I'm really going to get started with, Cody. Have you been cleaning up this mess from after Alabama basketball? You know what? I just – there's just a question mark that I need to place out there in the Twitter sphere. Uh, <laughs> that That's probably my biggest contribution to the Twitter world. So – uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Josh Moon, Moonface, said that Alabama basketball was messy. And since that night, I believe Alabama is 11 and 1 and 10 and 0 in the or 10 and 1, 10 and 0 in the conference. So I just, I just want to shout out that it is very messy in Tuscaloosa right now. Yeah. Yeah. It you is know, after another, messy. I don't even think Alabama played very well other than defensively, like it was still kind of sluggish in the first half against LSU tonight. It wasn't, there wasn't many threes being shot or there was threes being shot, but there weren't any really going in two for 13 in the first half. I was like, man, this is hard to watch again. Like, you know, they're winning by six, but it's just not the product that we were used to early on in the SEC schedule. And then that second half seemed like they clicked a little more, even, even though they didn't score as much, it was weird. Like, I felt like there was a lot more fluidity in the offense. And the threes were wide open threes, and they were making them. And that's what Coach Oaks wants. But overall, I'm not going to be upset at 10-0. and 0. Alex Reese has really made an improvement. I said on Twitter tonight, no, me or nobody else can say another bad word about Alex Reese. That early on in the year, I was like, gosh, almighty, this guy. Like, he's a senior. He's got to be better switching off screens or, you know, guard man-to-man, making an open three, making the, the right pass. But he absolutely is playing lots out, doing all the little things right, and that leads to big things. So, you know, Alabama 10-0 in the SEC. Got a huge game this weekend. We'll see how that goes. But uh, – Enough Alabama basketball. This isn't an Alabama basketball podcast per se, but the reason that this podcast was delayed tonight is because I text Clay and I said, hey, can we wait until after the game to do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this is an Alabama basketball podcast, but at the same time, everybody knows, everybody that listens, most people out there that listens know we're Alabama alum, know we're proud of our team, we're undefeated, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, if we don't, so, then – the people that do listen are going to text me and be like, "Hey, how how do you not mention an Alabama basketball game?" Yeah, I mean, this that's we've got to open up with that because, you know, let's just we're riding this wave and we're enjoying it. We're having fun. Let's just keep enjoying it. And so, speaking of another wave, Clay Dodd, could mm-hmm. could you tell the peanut gallery about the uh, national signing day that a university that we're near and dear to our heart how they performed today? Well. I will put it this way. Ever since, ever since you know, Saban has got here, obviously, we, we started landing guys about 
really, I would say, what, year two when we, you know, landed Julio and a few others that really got the ball rolling. And you could really see that process coming alive. And every year we've been fortunate. We've been able to be in the top, really top two almost every single yeah, year. Yeah, I think there was one, one year, like, what, three years ago, Alabama right. finished fifth and everybody was panicking. Right. And everybody – Every single year, we get national right. We get guys out in California or up in New York saying how our dynasty's over, and and it, we just keep rebuilding. Well, this year, I don't think anybody can quite get that clue because we absolutely swept everything the whole in, world in college football today. <laughs> and you know, we signed a ton of players back in December at the early signing day. Mm-hmm. Today has, I, I don't want to say has lost its luster, but it's not the same as it used to be since they've opened up the first signing day, which I totally – I'm actually all for that first signing day because it, it gives – I actually think about the players who are on the, the edge that are, you know, thinking they've got a, a scholarship at a, a school and then they turn right around and get it pulled out from under them because some five-star out in the middle of Texas gets that scholarship or whatnot. So I'm actually for that first signing day. To me, it clears up a lot of stuff. Right. But today was very exciting. Uh, the Crimson Tide absolutely went in, and what did we get? Ten of the top fifty. Did I hear that well, right? Let's just go over the stats real quick. Yes, ten of the top yeah, fifty. Absolutely. Go ahead, Fifteen and... of the top one hundred. At least combined, there were nine five stars. At at least nine players voted as five stars, or judged as five stars on you know either of the three big sites: ESPN, right. uh, two four seven, or Rivals, Rivals. whatever they are, you know, some may have been a four star, but some some had them five star. So on all of them, there's at least nine and there's six consensus five stars, which means that's, you know, they're the composite five stars. That's what I I I use two four seven because they take combined ratings of everywhere and that's what they go with. And that's what I think is the most fair. And just the I think let's see, six, five, or eight, five stars, or nine, five stars, 15, four stars, and the other two or three or three stars. And again, that's at least a four star somewhere. So overall, it's yeah. it's probably roughly six, five stars, um, 13, four, 14, four stars, and the rest were three stars. But in some yeah. instances, they are four stars. So it was just an incredible day. The percentage of yeah. of people that are in the top 100, the top 300, is just it's mind blowing what this class has done, and I, I really do think it stems from that night in Tuscaloosa when Coach O was saying all that stuff. I really do believe that Coach Saban used that as motivation. Whether he ever has said that out loud to literally anybody, probably not. But deep down, he was like, "Okay, you know." You, oh, yeah. you want to beat me in recruiting, beat me on the field. That's fine. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And he's basically put fences around Louisiana, uh, Texas. You know, that's probably going to hurt a little bit with, with Sark going to Texas. But uh, if you – let's see, the Brockemeyer twins, you know, their dad said something to the effect of, hey, you know, position coaches matter. You know, we love Coach Flood. We love Coach Scott. But he said, 
we we went to Alabama for for Nick Saban. You, yeah. you know that's as long as he's there, my kids are there. You know he said that that basically sell, sells itself. Excuse me, he said it sells itself, and that's what I was trying to tell people. I'm like, yeah, Sark leaving is probably going to negate probably four or five points total off of every, you know, the average. We're not going to average 49 a game this year. It might be 42 or 43, but I feel like that's that's probably pretty good. You know, that yeah. that's going to be doable if you're averaging that many points. You're probably going to win 95% of your games. Right. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going to do well. And like you were talking about, the consensus five-star guys, they may not have a blue chat mark on Twitter, but they are blue chips. And, Ooh, I like that. You know, print the shirt. Is Print that shirt, baby. Put PB, PB&J on the back of it. And what I'm getting at is the fact that you've got those many consensus guys, like you mentioned, that's your top of each position. I mean, that is the top guy in the positions we're going after that's unheard of. You know, USC used to have everybody locked down. Yeah. Used to everybody it, recruiting was regionally except for one school, and it was in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And they could go recruit Virginia and all these other places. Yeah, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Indiana. Right. It didn't matter. And, Illinois, wherever U.S. And, and that's Alabama now. I mean, yeah. the, the, somebody was saying, how, how come Alabama doesn't spend as much as – they used to in recruiting. Well, basically because anytime you're on Twitter, anytime you're on ESPN, it's basically like a free marketing recruiting tool for Alabama. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. It just continues to, once you've had that success and now the age that we're in with this recruiting and, and how it works with social media and especially this year Mm -hmm. and the fact that you couldn't have as many on campus visits and things like that. Mm -hmm. You you get that snowball effect of, you know, we you didn't have guys going and and somebody in their ear at Ohio State. You had them coming to Alabama, going to Florida, going to Georgia. They didn't get those extra off the wall, you know, come in late and grab a guy because they happened to get him on on campus. And you know, like I said, at Ohio State when he's been touring the SEC this year, they didn't get to do that. They got what three on. Campus visits was the rule, I believe. It was something like that. It was less than the normal five. Right. It might know. have even been two. Yeah, it was It was a lot lower than usual. And that – everything went digital. Everything went, you know, mm-hmm. doing uh, calls, Zoom calls yeah. and that kind of thing. And when you have that, you can't show guys different things. And it just – like you said, it's the free advertising. Mm-hmm. It's – Look what we've done. Come here. Let's keep it going. Yeah, That's it. Last thing. Sorry, Clay. I know I kind of took That's over. Fine. But did you happen to see the leaked 14-minute video? Yeah, I watched it. And I, thought I, that, I don't know why you would video that. don't know why you'd video it, but my God, I'm glad they did. Because seeing that man work is – I mean, the, the way I know – or what I think I know about sports. And then I'll listen to somebody like Coach Saban speak, and I'm like, I don't think I know anything. Because he's talking about, you know, every possible thing you could think of. He's talking about, oh, look at our, um, you know, all of our dietary. We've got 
13 cooks on staff. We've got, you know, every meal is planned out by your body weight. He's talking about uh, hypergothermic, like, I don't know what he's saying about cooling off your body after practices. He's got all these huge words, and he just knows everything. One, two, three, he's got a plan. And at the end of it, you know, he asked the player, he's like, do you have any questions? And the player was like, uh, no, no, coach, I, I don't. Because what what else can you ask him that he hasn't told you? By the way, my God, how tough do these kids have it? I mean, my Lord, come on. <laughs> you know? I mean, but <laughs> you know, he, you know that at that one time, that one point of the conversation, he was like, you know, we've been in the playoffs nine times. We've been in the national championship game eight times, won six national championships the past 12 years. He's like, we've got more – uh, we've got more first-round draft picks than anybody, you know. My my favorite thing of the whole thing was he was talking about the pride that the players, when they leave, that they still come back to campus. And when they watch practice, he was telling a story about Julio Jones. And he said Julio came to practice one week, and he was watching a young receiver, and he wasn't doing it the right way. and Coach Saban said Julio got mad and was like, hey, that's not how we do it here. He's like, this is how you do it. This is the standard that we have. And Coach Saban said it's like that all the time. He said that's just one instance where a former player helps a young player and says that's not the standard that we do it. And when you can throw out names like, hey, this is Julio Jones just coming to watch you practice, how would you not just say, okay, yeah, I'm going to commit there. That's fine. (laughs) I agree, man. I agree. Well, that wraps up. Let's wrap up recruiting. Let's get into the Super Bowl because Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. It is. And (laughs) it it is going to be played, I believe. Now, if Kansas City can get away from the barber's chair and, you know, actually practice and not get COVID, then it will happen. If not, we may have to push it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, what we're going to do tonight is – Yes, at the end, we're going to give our prediction on how we think this game's going to end. But we're not going to talk as much X's and O's as we're going to talk props. And if you're not familiar with props, you must be living under a rock because this is the funnest part of gambling in the Super Bowl. Everybody, This has been going on for 20-plus years now, and it's just now getting uh, nationwide, worldwide, because of the growing, um, you know, aspects of gambling and the fact that people can do it now more regularly than they could. So this has been going on for a while and it started out, prop started out with the number two prop we're going to talk about, which is the coin toss. And this goes anywhere from, like I said, we're not going to do the X's and O's. We're going to have 25 of these things we're going to talk about. And these are the more fun ones. Yes, there's going to be some in there about sacks and touchdowns and things like that. But overall, this is the best ones, the ones that you can have fun with. I pulled these off FanDuel, and anybody can go print this off if you're looking for something. If you got a Super Bowl party you're wanting to uh, uh, have this fun with and have everybody mark down their guesses and then tally them up, Cody and I are going to go through these, have a little fun with it, and we're going to c- talk about it next Wednesday when we get together about how we did. So you ready? I am so ready. All right, so the first one is pretty simple. Which team scores first? Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going KC on that one as well. I think that they're uh, going to come out swinging. 
And uh, we'll see what happens if they can get down the field pretty quick. Next one, like I mentioned, this is a simple one. This is a 50-50 result of the coin toss. Heads or tails? Oh, we're going opposite on that one. Tails never fails. All right, number three. And at any time, if you want to say something about it, Cody, jump in. It ain't this guy. Yeah, there's, there's not much I can say about the coin toss. Coin toss. There's not hey, much uh, strat- strategy going into that pick. I don't remember which Super Bowl it was, but it was Big Ben and the Steelers and the Seahawks and the coin toss got screwed uh, up. That was right. That's right. Going in. Was, yeah, was going in into Detroit, overtime. I believe. Yeah. Uh, had the bus mm-hmm. out there. So, all right, number three. Will the first quarter have over or under 12 and a half combined points? Over. I'm going over as well. I it's think probably that, uh, end, the first quarter. to three or something. Well, I was thinking there would be um, seven, seven. I think that both teams are going to come out, come get out some points hard. early in, the, in this game. That's right. All right. Next up, this is a good one. And I wonder, I think I know which way you're going to go. Who will have the most passing yards, Mahomes or Brady? Hmm. That's so tough. I, I think I'm going to go Brady. Oh. Because I think they're going to be trailing so much, and he's going to get a lot mm-hmm. of garbage yards. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm actually going Mahomes just because I think that they're going to be one-dimensional. I think that they're going to try to come out firing, and I, I just I feel like Mahomes is going to have more yards just because they're going to try to do it early in the game. That's a good. That's a good point. All right. I mean, you can never go wrong with either of these quarterbacks. It's like, are you, you really going to pick can't. the greatest of all time or the most talented quarterback of all time? Right. I mean, you've got a guy who's got six rings, and you got a guy who's got a Super Bowl. And, ring. I mean, and he's really... either been the MVP. <laughs> of the Super Bowl, the MVP of the mm-hmm. league, or in the AFC Championship or Super Bowl every year of his career. So, I mean, yeah. he, he's on yeah. that trajectory. Now, I know this is – it had to have been talked about. It had to have. I just hadn't heard it. Has there been another quarterback in history that has played for the AFC title and the NFC title and won it? I don't believe no, it has. There's not. I think he's the first one. Okay. All right, number five. Which quarterback will be sacked first? I mean, it's got to be Brady, right? Just makes sense. Well, it, this goes back to my point about I think they're going to be one dimensional. I think that Kansas City is because, and I think that causes Mahomes to get the first sack. I think it comes early, but I wouldn't go. Brady is not a bad pick simply because forty-eight. I mean, right? And when they were out there playing Green Bay the other day, I mean, he was getting hit left and right. So, it's definitely possible. Their, their offensive line is not what it is. All right. Will Patrick Mahomes throw a third-quarter touchdown pass? Patrick Mahomes throw a third-quarter touchdown pass? Yes. That's right. All right. Man, we're going opposite on all these. So, this is going to be it's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. Will Tom Brady throw a second-quarter touchdown yes. pass? I'm going to say yes as well. I think that it's going to come late in the second quarter, like maybe within that last three minutes, something like that. All right. 
Number eight, will either team score a touchdown on their opening drive? What was that, Clay? Sorry. You're fine. Will either team score a touchdown on their opening drive? I'm going yes. See, that goes back to my theory about Kansas City coming out and just trying to, you know, go Hail Mary first play of the game. All four goes. Yeah. Number nine, will either team attempt a two-point conversion? Yes. (laughs) I went no. They are, because I feel like the Chiefs love going for two with Andy Reid for some reason. Yeah. Andy Reid is – he's – he is a, a uh, unappreciated a bird, isn't he? He is. I love that guy. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown scored by no. either team? Yeah, I went so there cool. on that one as well. That's just a hard, it's a hard a thing to predict. One. Yeah, you you have to be going with. Per, I mean, you know, percentages here, and just think that that's not going to happen. All right. Will Kansas City score more points in the first half or second half plus OT? Okay, read it again. Will Kansas City score more points in the first half or the second half plus overtime? Hmm. Second half. Only the first half. We're gonna I think so like, many. I just keep so many, which is great because. I mean, we could be split here. I don't know. Or one of us could just get killed on these. Probably be me. All right. Same question, but with Tampa Bay. Second half. Yeah, I went second half as well. See, I've got – you went second half for both teams. You think the first half is going to be kind of a a slow, sluggish, try to uh, uh, keep the ball and kind of set the tone. I went with – Kansas City tries to come out and fire, fire, fire. And then Tampa Bay with Mr. Six Rings comes out in the second half and makes a run to catch back up. All right. Number 13. Lucky 13. All right. Well, let's see. Will Tom Brady have a rushing touchdown? Now, remember that includes yeah. quarterback sneaks. That's always been – yes, okay. I'm okay. going no. Um, I'm saying no, but – Brady is the second oh. quarterback to uh, start for both the NFC and the AFC. Uh, Craig Morton did okay. it so for the Cowboys and the Broncos, but he lost. He lost. Did both he win both? <laughs> <laughs> he lost both times. So, so Brady was the second person to start both of them. He is the first person to actually win both of them. Okay. No, no, no. I'm All talking right. about Super well, Bowls. Pa- he he won both to get to the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, okay. But they lost. He okay. lost the Super Bowl in both games. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's a good question. Before we keep on and go with number fourteen. So, as far as players go, what is more? What would you? I don't know how to phrase this. Would you rather? Okay, let's just take the Bills, for instance. <laughs> I know, but let's just take the Bills, for instance, in the early 90s. Would you rather go to the Super Bowl four times and lose or go one time in your entire career and win it? Wait, one and win it or four and lose them all? Get one and win it. I mean, I'm just saying. You'd rather go one time and win it. 
give, give me that Brad Johnson win or that uh, well, yeah. Give me that Brad Johnson time or something like that. Like give me yeah. give me a Drew Brees career. You know what I'm saying? Went mm-hmm. went one one once. Yeah. No, I got you. All right. So let's see here. Will Patrick Mahomes have a rushing touchdown? No. Yeah, I went no on that one as well. All right. Will Kansas City's first reception be made by a running back, a tight end, a running back or and tight end, or a wide receiver? Okay, so I say out of the backfield. I say course. Kelsey's going to get the first pass. So you're saying mm-hmm. running back, tight end. All right. I'm going to say right. it's going to uh, wide receiver. Yeah. All right. Who will catch a pass Godwin. first? Chris Godwin, Godwin or Mike Evans? Sure. I feel like Evans. For some reason, I feel like Evans takes a while to get going. And, like, his are so much more difficult of a catch. Like, his are usually way downfield. And and Godwin's that 9 to 11-yard route runner. In my in my mind, like I always, I feel like he's doing the curls or the button hooks or the little crossing routes, like where Evans is like a home run hitter. Hmm. I got you. So you were Godwin. So yeah, I went Goblin on that one as well. All right. Next up, who will catch it past first? Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill? I got a feeling you're gonna say Kelsey because you thought he'd be the first one to catch the ball, anyways. Yeah, I'm right. saying Kelsey catches the first one. Okay. I went heel because I went, you know, wide receiver. I f- expect heel uh, to get out there in the slot. All right. Who will catch pass first, Rob Gronkowski or Cameron Brake? Cameron, for sure. I feel like Gronk is going to be utilized much more as a blocker. That's kind of been, that's yeah. kind of been uh, thing I this the year. I mean, yeah, he's had some touchdowns, yeah. but. For the most part, he has earned his his money just absolutely opening up holes on either side of the line. Yeah. Right, you're taking- I agree. And yeah, I went break as well because I, I thought the exact same thing when I was putting mine together. All right. Which team will record the most sacks? Initially, I was going to say the Chiefs, but I think Devin White might get one and a half. That front four, I, th- I think, you know, you, you've also got to look at how Brady gets the ball out of his hands so fast. And mm-hmm. Mahomes doesn't. He just doesn't. Because mm-hmm. He extends plays. He does all this other stuff, you know, uh, of what could be a normal pass with Mahomes turns into a, you know, he's running around for 19 seconds and then ends up just, Either falling down, getting tackled, you know, something like that. So I, I said Brady would get sacked first, but I, I honestly do think Mahomes could get sacked three times. Yeah, I do too, and that's why I went Tampa Bay. So you're going yeah, Tampa Bay. I, I as think well. they get more sacks because I just look at the the guys for Tampa Bay. You know, you got JPP who's been in, in Super Bowls before. He's been there, done that. I know, obviously, Kansas City played last year, so they've got a lot of guys who have too. But your big stars, JPP, is going to be after him. So is Adam Kasu. 
I think uh, Devin Tampa White, gets some, some they play Devin well. White has a chance to be the MVP of this game. Hmm. Okay. All right. Will Clyde Edwards Hilaire score a touchdown? Yes. Yeah. I went yes as well. If Mahomes doesn't score a rushing touchdown, he will. Well, the reason I think that he will is because they're going to get down, I feel like sometime during the game, they're going to get down on the two-yard line. And they have run the same play with Mahomes bootlegging so many times that they're going to have to – you know Tampa Bay is going to key on it. They're going to have to hand it off. Well, I don't think there's any way – and watch this how – be how they score. There's no way that – you can let Mahomes run that that shovel pass, right? I mean, like if you fall yeah. for that at this point, shame on the defensive coordinator for not having his his guys prepared. Because when it's like like the three yard line, I'm just like they're going to do some kind of like delay with Kelsey or something, and like a shovel, shovel pass right in the end zone. Like you you can't let that that play beat you if you're if you're the Bucks. Right. Next up, they're not playing uh, the Alabama defense. So, will Leonard Fournette score a touchdown? I don't. I don't think so. I think I would go Ronald Jones. Yeah, I went no on this as I, well. I, I just. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he is. For some reason, I just. I got a feeling he. He kind of curls up in this game. Next up, we are on number 22 out of 25. Will either team record yes. an interception? Brady's going to throw yeah, one I went. for sure. Yes. He's, yeah. He's going to get popped one time up. and throw it straight he's up. Gonna he's going to have an arm punt. <laughs> yeah. Will Tom Brady have over or under two and a half touchdowns? No, does that mean – well, I said he wasn't going to get a rushing one, but that doesn't – Passing touchdown. I'm sorry. I left the word passing out. I'm going to say no. No, I'm going to say yes. So you're going to say I'm going to say yes. I, I think he does. Okay, this is a over-under question. I think, not he, I think he goes over, Clay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I, I don't know uh, what over, to do with my hands. All right, next up, same question, Will, but with Patrick Mahomes. Will Patrick Mahomes have over or under, that's the key phrase, two and a half passing touchdowns? Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And then finally, at the end of the game, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, Cody. Will the winning coach have Gatorade or water dumped on him? Gatorade. Yeah, I went Gatorade as well. In fact, in some places you can bet which color Gatorade. I would say red. I'm gonna put a bonus in there. Red. This is red. not on our list. Red? Okay. I'm, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have blue. a couple bonuses. I want blue Gatorade. Cody, I'm using a permanent marker here, right? Yes. Now I'm going to write yes. all of scratch it yes. out. <laughs> yes. No, I, want, I want that like. Uh, <laughs> The highlighter looking blue. You know what I'm talking about? The glacier blue. Yeah, I'm going orange. And we'll say it's going to be orange this time. And I'm going to hit you with a bonus right here. Bonus question. You're not going to hit me at all. Huh? That's not. <laughs> no, you're right. 
I tell I tell people all the time that if we ever got in a fight, and I don't care who it is, it could be anybody ten times bigger or ten times smaller than me. All you have to do with me is outlast me for three punches, and then I'm tired. So, and I don't even have to make contact. I tell them I'm like, look, I can. It's just really three swings. If you just let me swing three yeah. times, if you can, you know, dodge them, you're good. <laughs> okay. So here's a bonus question. The beginning yep. of the game, the national anthem. I don't have the actual time with a lot of these casinos that you bet it this year, but usually usually it's around two oh minutes gosh, 54 seconds. Yeah, I know. You think it goes over or under Four two seconds? minutes 54 seconds? God, that's a long time to sing a song. Um, I'm going to go under 254. Because I thought if it was like a minute and 48, I was going to go over. But like 254, she should doesn't take that long to sing that song, does it? I don't think so. I think that's the number. I'm going to go I'm under 254. Uh, it's either 254 or 214 or something like that. But either way, it's in the twos. But it's, I mean, there these people who sing this thing, man, you know just what I do. They all want to make it theirs and instead of just singing the song. And there's some of them that make brave last. I know for a fact I saw the other day was with the word brave last over under six seconds. Um, <laughs> That's a long time. Brave. I could say that last in six seconds. Oh, so many jokes. So many jokes. Um, let's see here. <laughs> That's all I've got for these props. Which one of those do you like the best? I think I like for the funny ones, I like the the Gatorade or water. <laughs> but I, I think I really am gonna pay attention to the sacks aspect of the game. So I think that's the one I really want to pay attention yeah. to. I mean, you're going to pay attention yeah. to all of them because you've got all the answers, and I've already, I've already forgot what I've said. I always have all so. the answers. <laughs> I've got it wrote down. So, all right, let's see here. I'm looking up. Ooh, you you were right. We're going to have to change this. I was way off. So this 159 over under 159. Ooh. I'm going to go over that. Yeah. I would, All right. So over like for two, both of us. Two ten. Two minutes ten seconds mm. or something. I just thought two fifty four. Yeah. I was like, man, because I was thinking back to like going to Bama game or something, and I'm like, I feel like it's not that long. But again, it's also not the Super Bowl, and they're not trying that hard. They're just, you know, they're just singing the song. Right. Now, all right. So let's see here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write that down. One fifty nine. Both of us went over. We went separate on several of them. That's everything I got for props. Anything? What do you think about the Super Bowl final score? Well, I don't. I know I was doing a different podcast at the Super Bowl last time, but I actually said the Chiefs would win by eleven, and they won by eleven last year. So I'm thinking. 33-24, Kansas City. 33-24, you said? I went 31-27. Okay. Pretty close. 
So both of us have them covering that spread because right now the spread is three points. It's three points right now. There's been a ton of money coming in on uh, Kansas City. I mean, like a ton of money. Uh, I think right now it's like five to one coming in. So which which is kind of weird because that line has not moved, but it's still five to one, which tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so what about a way to cook Do an it. egg? We'll talk about yeah. that. So we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about what's called a basted egg. You ever heard of that? I have not, sir. I have not. All right. So it's a sunny side up egg that are slightly cooked on the top. This can be accomplished by spooning fat from the pan onto the eggs or by turning them and cooking the yolk side for just a few All seconds. Right. Sounds delicious. Do you? That brings me up. Like, so on a fried egg, do you like it runny or done? I like it. I like it medium. I like it done, man. I don't want any kind of liquid coming out of it when I start eating. None at all. That's everything I got, man. I don't have any rapid fire tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I know. I'll let you down on that. I was so pumped up about these props. Well, I didn't I, we're gonna throw a, a wrench in the plan. You're coming up with them right now. Just off the cuff, just okay. come up with them. So, right. rapid fire and rapid questioning. Um, That's just a staple, Clay. Yeah. I was, I was excited right. for the rapid no, fire. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, here we go. Here we go. First up, okay. speaking of eggs, do you? Prefer an egg on a cheeseburger? I don't prefer it, but I like it. I, it is I, I good. Ever, it is really good. Like just if I'm just getting a, a regular burger, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, can you add an egg to that?" But if I saw it on the menu, I would order it. Does that make sense? Like if if I saw like their like special burger had an egg, I would order the special burger. But I wouldn't just yeah. say I want to. I want a bacon cheeseburger and oh yeah, throw that egg on there. <laughs> it's not like a topping. I would just add. So Cody, I know from back when we were in college, you had a uh, a talent for speed yeah. reading. Okay. You were very good at it. I know for a fact there was a few times you had to do some things for class where you. You know, we'll do some speed reading at like yeah. midnight and could knock yeah, out several I chapters. Could, I could read. See, that's the thing is, I I can read. I can read. But <laughs> good, I, good. I don't like it. Like my dad is just crazy fast reader, and like my wife is a fast reader. She reads all the time. Like I can read fast because I would have to because I would procrastinate studying. And then I'd be like, well, okay, it's time to go. But, like, I don't know what the question was. Is that a question? The question was was getting to the question. (laughs) What is the most that you you have, or what is the quickest that you have read a book? An entire book. Not a few chapters, Mm -hmm. but an entire book. I read uh, Nick Saban's book, How Good Do You Want to Be? And I think it's roughly... I don't know, two, 240 pages. I mean, I finished that book in a pretty, like, 
I mean, it, it didn't take long for me to read that book. I don't know the time. Like, I wasn't timing it, but, like, I I read it pretty quickly. But, like, that's the thing is, like, everybody has always said, what do you read? And I'm like, I do, but, like, things I like. Like, like if I want to read an article, yeah. I'll read that. Like, I have tons of bu- Bama books and stuff like that I'll read. Um, like, I love those type of books, but, like, I'm not just going to go read a – uh, a Tom Clancy novel or War and Peace or something. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I was just about to say that I was waiting on you and you, you hit the nail on the head. I have tried to read things that people have said, Oh my God, this is the greatest book I've ever read. And I try to go read it and I just, I can't, I just can't get to where I'm like solid reading it. But if I am interested in the subject that it's talking about, I go pick out the book and I'm, you know, it's something that nobody else has ever heard of, but I'm interested in, I'll, I'll look it up or I order it off Amazon or whatever. I can knock it out pretty quick. Now I will say, I wish I was better. Uh, I was actually listening to uh, Ty, his mm-hmm. podcast the other day. And he was talking about, he, his goal was to read 52 books over the year. So one a week. And I can't, Honestly, I can't go that fast. I wish I could. I wish I could knock out 52 books in 52 weeks. That That would be an accomplishment. That I kind of want to talk about, speaking of books, I don't think when you listen to a book that it's considered reading it. I feel like it is entertaining you. Like You're like listening to a play almost. Yeah, it's like listening to a podcast. I mean, you're you're listening you're to it. Sitting you're sitting in a car, or you're doing whatever, yeah. working out. Like that's not reading the physical book. Now, and some people argue, well, if somebody asks me, "Do I know about this book? Can I spit out the information?" It's the same thing. I like to argue, no, it's not. Because it takes a lot of effort to sit down, read a book, and have the the discipline and patience to sit there the whole time. But if you're just listening to it in the car every time you go to the grocery store or drop the kids off or you're on a long road trip, like to me, that's not reading the book. It's like you're being entertained. And that's just my thoughts yeah. on that. That's my that's kind of like my uh, TED talk for the day. So follow up. Have you, are you really good at when you read something short, you know, like an article or even as far as a, a actual book with, you know, let's say 200 pages. Are you good at retaining that information just from reading it one time? Or do you have to go mm. back and read it again? Cause I, I'll be honest. I went, I mean, I went through engineering school. Most people would think, well, you know, you should be able to retain things like on the quick. No, I have to always, I always have to go back to say on the time. subject it matter. matter if it's a, if it's something like engineering yeah. or it, something, first of all, I would have to read it 506 times to even understand words. But if it's <laughs> again, if it's something like if it's an article about recruiting and it's six, six pages, let's say it's an article that's six pages, a pretty long article then I'm going to remember all the players' names, all the stats, like where they went to school, because I I actually care about that. But it's talking about, Mm -hmm. I don't know, the 
some document that was signed in Russia and France to end some battle, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, be able to spit that information out. I might have to go back and read who signed it, where it was signed, what city, why it was signed, what what the terms were. Like, but if it's, hey, I'm Coach sure. Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is how I think you should run a 3-4 defense. I'm probably going to care about where they put the middle linebackers. You know what I mean? I can retain mm-hmm. I can retain what I want yeah. to retain. You know, if I have an interest in it, then I'm going to care about it more. And I don't know, like, like for work, say for work, reading an email, much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. I read it with intent. So – I can read an email and be like, okay, this is what I need to do. I don't have to sit there and go back and reread it 14 times because I'm interested in what they're telling me because it, it literally affects my life if I don't do it. Yeah. See, I, I'm the annoying guy that's over there with a highlighter, uh, having to highlight everything and then go back and almost treat it as, you know, cliff notes to try and pick it back up. I just can't, I don't know why I had never been able to. Yeah, but your, your mind so much different than, than mine. Like your, your mind is more mechanical than mine. You know, I don't like history was my minor. So I loved reading about America history and the revolutionary war, civil war, all that all that type of stuff. But as far I like, I like reading about Rome and the Roman empire, you know, even some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of the Asian dynasties that they had over there, those are really interesting. But as far as like just straight up world history, that, that all that stuff can get so like tedious with like certain words and certain phrases that years, I don't even know what they're talking about. So mm-hmm. it's just, it just blows over my head. But if I'm reading about American history or anything like that, you know, the, the voyages that crossed or, you know, huge battles of the civil war, those things stuck with me because it really interested me. I'm sure it's the same way yeah, with like, absolutely. I don't, I don't know, say somebody that, you know, is into lit, like, American lit, they're probably not going to read a Nick Saban book the way they would read, you know, William Shakespeare, for example. You know, it's just it's yeah. just about what you're interested in. It it's is That's absolutely podcast, what you're interested in. So <laughs> it could be if we wanted to be. I mean, it could be the punts, bunts, and. Let's see. Jamming. Oh, I got it. Punts, bunts, and cramming. Oh, nice. All right. So, last rapid fire question: What was your first job? What was you doing? You don't have to go into detail if you don't want everybody to know. What was you? What, what were was your my first, first job? Child. I was about to say, bro, do you job? First job. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, really, like my first job job was like I had odd you know just like but as far as I I was an assistant manager at Hibbets uh, way back in 2012 Mm -hmm. 
you know, that was probably my first mm-hmm. job. Uh, that was that mm-hmm. job that turned into some good stuff. So uh, learned a ton being in retail. Uh, it was, it was eye opening how, how difficult those jobs are for real. I mean, yeah, I was dealing with, yeah. with fun stuff, you know, like, you know, helping kids get their, the right bats or, or whatever shoes. That, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was good products to sell. It's, you know, I, I enjoyed all that stuff, but I mean, just as far as like you have having to, to know all of the merchandise, like if somebody has a question, you don't, you don't think that that's difficult, but when you have 35 different bats and you've got to know what ounces they are, like what age groups use them, like is like what kind of helmets they need or just certain rules about eight year old baseball that you don't think you would have to know, but you really do. And you actually have to test on all of those things to be an assistant manager. Like you've got to know about all different mm-hmm. types of shoes. Like if somebody says, Hey, I've got this kind of arch on my foot, what would be a good shoe for, for like a, just a walking shoe? You know, I'd be like, Oh, a new balance seven seventy would be good or something like that. You know? So it, it's, right, yeah, right. you've got to know, you your, know your, product. your products and, um, and it makes it easier if you're like, interested in those products. Like uh, Clay Travis, he does something called like no compete marketing or advertising. Like he, if he has say a brand of cologne that wants to be on a show or whatever, he will only have one type of cologne. Like even if a different cologne says, Hey, we want to give you money too. He's like, no, I'm only going to do this type because I don't want to be, you know, a flip flopper on like, well, I actually use both kinds. No, if he, he wants to wear shoes, it's going to be Nike. If he wants to be sponsored by whatever, it's going to be that one particular thing. So I, I don't know why that mattered, but I guess just knowing your products is what I was getting at. That's right. I got you. So that was every that's all the rapid fire i've got i mean that was pretty cool because we didn't have anything i'm sorry i didn't have no, it was fun prepared, um, but it still was fun i do have my fact if you you want me to give in 1883 now these are football facts in 1883 a yeah. an a conversion known as a pat kick today counted as four points instead of just one in 1883 Oh my God! Think about how bad we would have been behind so, over the last few years. So they were not called a point after touchdown. It was called a conversion, and it was four points. I thought that was pretty neat, considering now a field goal is three, and a PAT is a point. Yeah, I wonder how many a field goal. I would say three back then. And if you think about it, so it kind of makes sense because. Like you get rewarded for scoring a touchdown. Like, hey, you got a touchdown. We're going to give you four mm-hmm. whole points for getting that touchdown if you make it. But if you get a field goal, it's like, oh, you only get three. Mm. So you, you didn't score a touchdown. So it's not that incredible yeah. to me. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's what the that's true. people that did football were thinking. It was like, why do you get th- 
you know, you get four points after you do that touchdown because that's awesome. But then I guess later it was <laughs> deemed like that's just too many points for a 20-yard kick. Well, I'm sure like Notre Dame or somebody got screwed in the yeah, game over. I'm sure, like, hey, we got Mike I'm sure Harvard and Yale and Penn and Princeton all got beat by like Swanee or something and got all mad. <laughs> yeah, probably so. So before we go, Cody, last week we had a great episode. If you guys hadn't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. We interviewed P. Shuck, who is the manager of college sports for XM and Sirius. And we had a great time. Cody asked him a ton of questions about Alabama. Uh, I followed it up with getting him to tell us some stories. We're going to try our best to have him back on here again uh, later on, maybe a few months down the road. But if you guys have not listened to that, you have yeah, got to get Yeah, it was such a good episode. Easy listening is right. what I called it. I mean, he was such a good guest. His answers were, you know, when Clay asked me a question, I say yes on an over-under. So that's the kind of answers he has to deal with. And we would ask, you know, P-Shock, and he'd, we'd say one little question, he'd go on a three-minute tangent about this or that. And I'm like, well, that, that means he's been in the business for a long time. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to answer yeah, over. For under. a really like, long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we're going to have a lot of fun there too. Of course, we're going to recap the Super Bowl because of Sunday. But also NASCAR gets started up next week as well. So we've got a ton to talk about with NASCAR. We've got the schedule is unreal this time. You know, they've made several changes. We're going to talk about drivers making changes. We're going to give our picks on who we think is going to win it all at the end of the year. We're going to talk about, of course, the 500 that will be next, not this coming week, but the next on the 14th. we got so much to talk about with NASCAR and the Super Catchers Bowl. Catchers are about to report. This should be a great episode. Oh, catchers about exactly. Catchers about to report. I didn't even mention that. They're talking, you know, they the players are wanting to play. I'm still pissed off at the owners because of all that. We'll get into that kind of stuff because they're actually wanting to push it back, but the players are wanting to play, so they're going to be reporting. That means April first is may actually happen with the season starting up and it better. It's so much to talk about over the next few weeks. I mean we didn't even mention and we would it would be a shame if we didn't. What about that blockbuster trade that went down between the Lions and the Rams? <laughs> I tell you, man, it, what it did was it to me, it showed uh, a lot about how much the you know, of course, the uh, Rams think about getting Stafford, but also, man, I don't think the golf looks very good in this. He looks like a prima donna because he just pretty much cried that they trade him. And, you. I mean, if you get it, it really sunny SoCal Detroit. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd be crying too. But like, I'm sorry, yeah. I was so bad uh, last year. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't realize how uh, how bad they were handicapped by having him. It really, until worked. this one, I, I and saw, they talked uh, about like you know, I saw on on Twitter people were like. Oh, just think about all the draft picks they're going to be missing. But who cares about draft picks? If you get a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, who has – he's like top 15 in the history of the NFL in passing yards. And he did that with yeah. with no Calvin Johnson for a while. And 
the Detroit freaking Lions. He took the Lions to the playoffs thrice. Yeah. Now, did he win them? No, but again, he's with the Lions. So, I mean, it's it it's hard pressed to to find another quarterback that would be that resilient. And I mean that that man has been through the ringer. I don't. I I want to. Yeah, on and off the field. I'm going to uh, try to do some homework, and I want to see how many Pro Bowl linemen this man had while he was Detroit. Yeah, well, they they were talking about this week how with golf that they didn't even get to run, but like 25 percent of their uh, playbook because he just couldn't. He's not bright. Like he's. He's not bright, and they've talked about you know Stafford who is a, a real field general, and uh, it's going to open up with him. And he is so tough. You've seen that video of where he broke his what collarbone or whatever. I mean that that video. If that doesn't give you yeah. chill bumps or want to make you, you know, run through a wall, I don't know what will. episode just as much as we enjoy making it for you if so make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast no matter where you get your podcast from make sure you send it to a friend because they really need to listen to it as well if you want to get in touch with us hit us up on twitter at pbjpod you can also send us an email pbjpod2020 at gmail.com you can even leave us a voicemail you just got to go through the anchor app hit the leave voicemail link leave that 10 second voicemail and we'll put it on the next episode Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast, and we'll see you soon.